Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. To God be the glory for the great things he has done. Father, we give you praise. We give you praise. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We exalt the name of Jesus. We magnify the name of Jesus. We glorify the name of Jesus. We thank you that we are counted worthy to live for the name, to preach the name, to teach the name, to use the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in ministry, to use the name to heal the sick, to use the name to deliver the oppressed, to use the name in prayer to call upon the Lord, to use the name in praise and in worship, the name that is above every name, Jesus of Nazareth. We glorify this name. We magnify this name. We exalt this name above every name that is named on earth, above every name that is named in the heavenlies, and above every name that is named in the dark regions of the dark. Under the earth. Let the name rule tonight. Let the name bring peace. Let your name bring joy. Let your name rescue. Lord, let the name heal. Let the name deliver. Let the name of Jesus Christ set captives free. Let the name of Jesus bless and magnify the Lord as people are saved, as they are healed, as they are delivered. As they are blessed today, let the name of the Lord be magnified in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you. I thank you. I ask that you stretch forth your hand, O God, and work miracles, signs, and wonders in the name of your holy child, Jesus. For all that you do, O God, we'll be careful to give you alone all the praise, all the praise. I pray that spirits bow tonight, spirits be cast out demons be cast out, the enemy be opposed, resisted, that freedom will come to the people of God. In Jesus' name, to the Alabwas. Work wonders, work wonders by the name of Jesus. We thank you. We thank you. Give revelation. Give us insight. Show us things we have not seen hitherto by the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you that the name will reign supreme. We ask this for your glory and for our rejoicing. Give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, praise the Lord. God richly bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. We, we continue our teaching on putting the enemy under our feet. And we're specifically you looking at treading on the enemy in the name of the Lord Jesus. Treading, treading down the enemy in the name of the Lord. Obviously it's the Lord Jesus. So we tread down the enemy in the name of the Lord, the Lord Jesus. Right. Let's begin uh, in the Old Testament. It's fascinating that 
we find uh, the revelation about the Lord Jesus and his name in the Old Testament. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All right, so. Proverbs chapter 30, 3 0. Proverbs chapter 30. And verse 4. Proverbs 30 and verse 4. Who has ascended up into heaven or descended? Who has gathered the wind in his fist? who has established all the ends of the earth? Obviously, the answer would be God, right? Because he's talking about creation. Who has bound the waters in a garment, that's creation. Who's gathered the wind in his fist, again, creation. Who has established all the ends of the earth, creation. Continue Proverbs 30, verse 4. What is his name? Isn't it fascinating? In the Old Testament, this person who bound the waters in a garment, who established all the ends of the earth, gathered the wind in his fist. This language, by the way, you find in the book of Job. When God was talking to Job about how he created the heavens and the earth. So just so that you know, and for further study, when we're doing a Bible study, it's important that we actually connect scriptures or link scriptures and also give you information for further study. We have to be students of the word of God. We are called to study to show ourselves approved unto God. Leave us, workmen who need not to be ashamed, rightly divided, Word of truth. So, uh, in fact, who has ascended up into heaven or descended? I'm sure some of you already know that's about Jesus. So, right there, it's fascinating. In Proverbs 30, verse 4, Jesus is right there. God is there. And the Lord Jesus is there. You can see that at the beginning of verse 4 and at the end of verse 4. Jesus is at the beginning of Proverbs 30, verse 4, where it says, Who has ascended up into heaven or descended? I'm going to show that to you in the New Testament in a moment. Then he continues to ask, Three more questions. Uh, these three questions are about the creation of the world. That this person gathered the wind in his fist. He bound the waters in a garment. He established all the ends of the earth. That language you find in Job 38. God was talking to Job about how he created the world from Job 38 
onwards. Now he says, what, excuse me, what is his name? And what is his son's name? If you know it, if you can tell. Isn't it fascinating that right here in Proverbs 30, verse 4, we are told that the creator obviously has a name. His name is Jehovah. His name is Yahweh. And he has a son. What is his son's name? So back in the Old Testament, it was revealed to the people of Israel that the creator had a son. Obviously, that's Jesus. And when God was creating the world, he was with the word. He was not born yet at, as Jesus. He was the word. He would be born by Mary later on and live on earth as the son of God. So this was prophesied also about the birth of Christ, the coming of Christ. It's just really fascinating. Let me take you to Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4. And verse 8 to verse 10. And here you're going to see that it's the Lord Jesus who ascended and descended, ascended to heaven, descended to the lower parts of the earth. So he's that person, he's the person that the author of Proverbs, Proverbs 30, talks about in verse 4. So now I want to read Ephesians 4, verse 8. Wherefore he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive, and gave gifts unto men. Verse 9, now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? So we see the same person who ascended to heaven actually descended to the lower parts of the earth. Right? That's another grave. Just as this is Bible study, so we need to make a note of that. Jesus went into the lower parts of the earth. That's another grave. His body was put in the grave. But Jesus Christ went to the lower parts of the earth. Let me, I want to keep emphasizing it so you just get it. Because there are some people who don't believe that Jesus went somewhere else. They're like, well, when he was crucified and he died and he was buried, he was in the grave and he remained in the grave. Some people teach that. They are mistaken. According to Ephesians 4, verse 9. Now he that ascended, what is it? But that he also descended 
first into the lower parts of the earth. So before he ascended, he first descended. Verse 10, he that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. Amen. All right. So, Jesus ascended to the highest heaven because he had already first downward, descended to the lowest. So you have to do the opposite. He went to the highest heaven. So he must have been the opposite of ascend is descend. And when he ascended, he went to the highest. The opposite of ascend is descend. So he must have gone to the opposite of the highest when he descended. That would be the lowest. And that's not the grave. The lower parts of the earth here is not the grave. And I'm going to leave it at that. I'm just going to be disciplined and just leave it at that. All right. So today, you know, when Jesus' body was in the grave, his spirit, before the spirit ascended, his spirit descended into the lower parts of the earth. That should be good enough for us. So there's a place that Jesus' spirit went to. Amen. All right? His spirit went to a certain place in the realm of the spirit. That's not heaven. And that's not the grave. But in the realm of the spirit, it's called what? The lower parts of the earth. Amen. Since we're Bible students, you're going to have to study that on your own. I don't want to just give it to you. So it'll be like, I'm just telling you. So you have to take it. No, don't take it from me. Study the Bible. You're going to find it for yourself. All right. But just quickly, I'll just say this. He went to hell for us. So we will not have to go to hell. So that lower part of the earth there is hell. He went to hell. So we would not have to go to hell. Jesus did not go to hell because he had sinned. No, he never sinned. Jesus went to hell for us because he had been made sin. He paid the price for our sins. He had to go to hell so that we would not. We would not go there. Amen? All right. Let's go to back to Proverbs 4 and I mean Proverbs 30, excuse me, and verse 4. Proverbs 30. And verse 4. It says, Who ascended up into heaven or descended? So we know he's talking about Jesus. Who has gathered the wind in his fist. That's about God. Who has bound the waters in a garment. God created the world. Who has established all the ends of the earth. That's God. What is his name? That is God. The creator, God the Father, Yahweh, that's Jehovah. 
Amen. I mentioned these names because he's asking, what is his name? So you have to talk about his name. He's Yahweh. He's Jehovah. Uh, he's Almighty God. And verse 4 says, and what is his son's name? So we have God the Father and we have God the Son mentioned in verse 4. Amen. So in the Old Testament, it was revealed to the Israelites that God had a name, obviously, and his son would also, he has a son, and we also need to, just as we, they knew God's name, they would need to know Jesus' name. Come with me, come with me to Exodus chapter 6. Exodus 6, let's go look at the importance of having a revelation about God's name. Let's, let's read it, Exodus 6 and verse 3. The Bible will explain itself. Exodus chapter 6 and verse 3. Now here God is speaking. Let's, let's read it and think about it. Exodus 6, verse 3 says, And I, I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob by the name of God Almighty. In Hebrew, you know it's what? El Shaddai. So God says he appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob by what? The name of God Almighty. That is El Shaddai. Then he says, but by my name, Jehovah, which actually would be in Hebrew, Yahweh, Yahweh. But by my name, Yahweh, was I not known to them. Fascinating. Look at that. This is something intentional God does. God appears to Abraham and he says, I am El Shaddai. I am the breasted one. That is one who would feed you. Like a mother would feed the infant with breast milk. God says that I will give you, I will nourish you. Amen. And be your provider. Now, we, you should see this. I'll mention it and you can do further studies. When God revealed himself to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as El, El Shaddai, God who is more than enough, God will provide for them. What did God do? God provided for these people. Amen. So having a revelation of God's name means this. That revelation becomes your living reality. That revelation becomes your experience. Whenever God revealed himself to his people in a certain way, gave them a revelation of his name, he became that name to them. You get it? Whenever you have a revelation of a part of God's being, God's character, God's nature, and therefore God's name, his essence, his name, God becomes that to you. You can just see that yourself from Exodus 6.3. He said, when I appeared to Abraham, I appeared to Isaac, I appeared to Jacob, I showed myself to them as El Shaddai. So when you read the life of these people, 
the lives of these people, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You notice this. They never lacked. God always provided for them. So it's, it's amazing uh, that, well, because God always provided for them, we see how you know this. Abraham called God, God our provider. Amen. Yahweh Yireh, Jehovah Jireh. What we call Jehovah Jireh is Yahweh Yireh. Yahweh Yireh or Jehovah Jireh is the Lord our provider or the Lord who sees your need in advance of that need arising and provides for you. Ladies and gentlemen, the same God who gave this revelation to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who became that will also be to you. I pray, as I prayed at the beginning, that God will show us things we have not seen up till now. I pray that your eyes will be open to see that whatever you're going through now, that you need now, God has already provided for you in Christ. He will make a way. He will help you. Don't give up. Don't grow weary. Don't give up. Don't quit. Hold on to the confession of your faith. Keep trusting God. I'm telling you, before the problem came, God had already provided. Amen. Again, in Exodus 6, 3, he says, I appear to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as what? El Shaddai, God Almighty. So when Abraham had that revelation that God is the provider, and he got on this mountain where he was going to slay his son Isaac. And Isaac asked him, Father, here's the wood for the sacrifice. You have the knife for the sacrifice. But where is the land for the sacrifice? Remember Abraham said to his son, God will provide. Why? Because when God appeared to Abraham, God revealed to Abraham, I am a provider. I am more than enough. I am El Shaddai, which means the breasted one. Who would, like for the infant child, the mother who would feed the infant child breast milk and the child would survive. You get it? This made an imprint on Abraham's heart. He got a revelation that God would provide. So when it came to crunch time, they need a sacrifice. Abraham said to his son, God will provide. You have a need, God will provide. Maybe you don't see any way out, but God will provide. Call on his name, Jehovah Jireh. God will provide. Be like Abraham. Say to that situation, say to your family, say to yourself, God will provide. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't have, it is better to say God will provide than to say, oh, I don't have, I don't know what I'm going to do, and I guess it's over for me, and I'm going to lose. Don't do that. Don't do that. You're a man of faith. You're a woman of faith. Abraham needed a lamb to sacrifice in the place of his son. Physically, he didn't have the lamb, but he had God. And he had God whom he knew was a provider. So you have to say that God will provide. If somebody asks, well, how's that going to happen? Well, I don't know. God's going to do it. It's, it's not my job to figure out how it's going to happen. It's God's job. 
It's my job to agree with God, to say what God says. God has already said, so you may boldly say. Amen. You get it? God has spoken, so you may speak. Praise the Lord. Then some of you may be wondering, so why did he say he did not reveal himself as Jehovah to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Good question. Good question. The revelation of Jehovah in the Bible is this. Jehovah means the covenant-making God and the covenant-keeping God the God who makes covenants and fulfills the covenants. Are you with me? Jehovah means what? God who makes covenants and fulfills the covenant. So let's say that God says to you, I am Jehovah Nisi. In the Hebrew, Nisi has to do with victory in battle. It has to do with, let's take a a natural example. You know how uh, countries uh, go to war, like like historically, they go to war and when they win, when they win, what did they put in the place? What what they they put, they put their flag, they put a stake and they put their flag in that place. They raise, they hoist their flag, they raise their flag to say this, We have won, we own this place, right? Or in fact, even before they win, when they would go to war, uh, especially in in, uh, ancient times, they would carry, there'll be somebody who would be carrying a flag, a flag bearer. So the soldiers, it would be said of, of them that they are fighting under the covering or the banner of the flag of their nation. You get it? So people go to war, or soldiers, I mean, go to war to fight under the flag of their nation, under the name of their nation, under the covering of their nation. You get it? Or even competition like Olympic Games. People go to compete under the flag of their nation. That's why when you win and you go up on stage and you get uh, your gold medal, you get your medal, the gold medal, uh, the national anthem of your country is what's eh, what's played. You get it. So when the flag is raised, it means we are operating under our country's name. Amen. Jehovah Nissi means we are operating under the name of the Lord the covering of the Lord, the protection of the Lord, the providence of the Lord. Amen. We saw recently, in recent history, very recent, where the United States went into Afghanistan to airlift citizens, American citizens, out. That operation was done under the auspices of the government or the name of the United States of America. So when God says to you, I'm Jehovah Nisi, God is saying, 
you will operate under the banner, the covering of the Lord. I mean, again, think about it. If the people in Afghanistan, the current government, what's it called, the Taliban, if the Taliban, and we all know this, and I'm not saying this to say I'm in support of the Taliban or support of America, or just recent history. Let's go with the flow. Let's go with it. If the Taliban had attempted to go to war with the United States, we know that the United States is more powerful than the Taliban. They would nuke them. They would just blow them up. You, you understand that? All right. So when we go to battle under the name of the Lord, we know that the Lord can nuke every spirit. You get it? The Lord can defeat, suppress, vanquish anything that's against us. So I've come to tell you tonight that what you're dealing with emotionally, mentally, physically in your body, the spiritual challenge or that career struggle, ladies and gentlemen, it will change. Part of our problem is that we fight in our strength and we try to do things in our own path instead of fighting in the name of the Lord. You have this huge mountain before you and all you focus on is the mountain instead of focusing on God who is bigger than the mountain. So Old Testament people had a revelation of this God who has a name. Do you know his name? And do you know his son's name? Thank God. Now, we do not only know God. We, we do not know only God's name. Now we know Jesus' name as well. Amen. Another example. In 1 Samuel chapter 17. That's where David fought Goliath. And David overcame Goliath. Let's look at verse 45, I think it is. First Samuel 4, First Samuel 17. And verse 45. First Samuel uh, 17, 45. Just, uh, give me a minute. Check this out. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, 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 yes. That's it. Then said David to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to you or against you in the name of the Lord of hosts. Our study tonight is treading on the enemy in the name of the Lord. Look at David. He said, you're coming against you with a sword. So what is that sword that has come against you in your career? What is that spear that Satan has thrust at you? What is it? What is it that the enemy trusts in, that he boasts in? And saying that he's going to take you out with this or that or whatever. 
ladies and gentlemen, you're not going to die before your time. We learned that David said it from Psalm 118, verse 17. He said, I will not die, but I will live to declare the praises of the living God. He said it. And you have to say that. You're going to be tempted to say what the devil wants you to say. He wants you to focus on whatever you're going through. But we go into battle operating under a banner. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord our banner. And his banner over us is love, which means we'll never fail because love never fails. Amen. David said, I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. The God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Think about this. The armies of Israel were engaged in battle with the Philistines. In fact, for a month, they were in their foxholes on either side of uh, this mountain. And Goliath would come every day, haunting them, just shouting out, bellowing nonsense, defying the God of Israel. And what happened? The armies of Israel, they were cowering in fear. So what is it that Satan has brought against you that's making you fearful? Today, throw it off. Break free. I pray that the yoke on your mind, your emotions, your soul, the yoke will be destroyed in Jesus' name by reason of the anointing. There is an anointing on the name of Jesus. And by reason of that anointing on the name of Jesus, may the yoke of fear be broken. Amen. His name is as ointment poured forth. His name is anointed. Christ means the anointed one. When you call on the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, his anointed, his fragrance, will bring terror to the enemy, fear to the enemy, and the enemy will flee from you. The Bible says, resist the devil. Submit to God, resist the devil. And the devil will do what? He'll flee from you because the name of Jesus terrifies the enemy. Amen. Unfortunately, the people of the, the armies of Israel were in their foxholes afraid. And the devil does that to us. Sometimes he just makes us focus on our problems instead of looking at the, the, the greatness of our God. So be encouraged, child of God. There is a name that is above every name. The name of Jesus. It was in the Old Testament. And David knew this name. He said, come against this mountain of a man, Goliath. in the name of the Lord. So begin to speak to that mountain in your life. Command it to fall, command it to bow, command that mountain to be removed. Speak in faith and trust that the name of Jesus, the power of the name will work in your behalf. 
pain, like the example I gave you. Right now on earth, the United States militarily is the most powerful country. And if the Taliban in Afghanistan had gone against them when they went to take the Americans out, they would have leveled that place. Everybody knows that, right? So this is all we have to do. Focus on the power of your God. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. Same tonight, Abraham used the name of the Lord for provision that needs to be met. Amen. Whenever God got ready to do a particular thing, he would reveal that aspect of himself to that person or that group. So in the time of battle, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, our banner under which we operate, the flag, the name under which we operate, the name of victory. Because his name is above every name, right? That's the revelation of himself that God gave to the people in the Old Testament. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, our banner. Moses was the one who called God that. When God defeated Pharaoh and, and the, his soldiers, when they were chasing after the Israelites, Moses said, you are Jehovah Nisi. God, our banner, our victory, our protection, our God who has made us more than conquerors. Now that's for us in the New Testament. So we, we even have a better place, a better, we're in a better place. Amen. Praise God, because we have a better covenant established on better promises, ratified by the shed blood of Jesus. It's not like the Old Testament that was ratified by the blood of goats and bulls. All right, so you see this. In the Old Testament, the name of the Lord was present, and the name was wicked throughout the Old Testament. So come with me to a verse we've seen before, Psalm 44, verse five. Psalm 44, verse five. And that specifically talks about the name of the Lord, crushing, defeating, treading on the enemy. Psalm 44, verse five. Through thee, through you, will we push down our enemies. Through your name will we tread them under that rise up against us. That's in the Old Testament. So take that and look at whatever has risen against you. Use what? The name of the Lord. You don't use the offering that you give to a prophet to overcome what has risen against you. Those teachings are not biblical. They are not scriptural. They are not. You use offering to support God's work. Amen. You use offering so a seed and reap a harvest. And you give to God the tithe that belongs to him, to your high priest, Jesus, who worships the Father in your behalf. You do that by faith. You sow offerings in hope. Amen. You give first fruits as your love to God. And you give the first to God is love to show your love. So that's the revelation. It's not all these other gimmicks, you know. 
The first fruits is to show your love. Put them first. A tithe is to walk by faith. In response to what he said, bring the tithes and offerings to my storehouse that might be meat in my house and prove me with this. If I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out blessings upon you, that there will not be room enough for you to receive. And also I rebuke that you fire up spirits who are attacking in the spirit realm. I rebuke them for your sake. You do that for your finances. Do that for your career. Do that for your investment, for your business. Learn to give unto God. Give praying over that offering yourself. Not all this I went and gave to the man of God. So I'm going to get a healing and I'm going to get a child because I gave you. That, that is, you are walking in the word when you do that. You're walking in the tradition of men. All right? You have to apply the scriptures properly. Put everything in the right place. Okay. So here we see from Psalm 44 and verse 5, how do we tread down those who have risen against us? With what? Let's read it. Psalm 44, verse 5. You never see, he said, with an envelope. You never see, he said, with, with uh, a special oil. You didn't say that. Verse 5. Through you, through Jesus Christ, not through Pastor Turkson, through Jesus Christ, will we push down our enemies. Through your name, will we tread under those who rise up against us. Ladies and gentlemen, in the name of Jesus, you will rise and the enemy will bow to you. What you're going through, oh, God will lift you up above it. Praise the Lord. I put something on, on, on Facebook today and I actually prayed because God gave me this revelation. And if you happen to be online right now and this affects you or it concerns you, I pray for you right now. Whatever try to attack you, and this is your back, your back. Somebody actually felt like uh, claws, you know, like uh, fingernails, long nails were scratching their back. They actually felt it. It woke you up. This is a revelation God gave just last night. I'm talking to you. So you, you actually felt it and it woke you up. It felt like claws, you know, scratching at your back. Are you with me? Like scratching at your back. And it was like a lot, a lot of them. So I'll give you another, another uh, example to explain it better. Uh, it's like, uh, let's say you have like three or four dogs, okay? Three or four dogs rush at you, uh, but they came and it was like they are like uh, they are playing with you. So th the attack was actually um, to catch you off guard, to get you not to resist the devil, you know. But it came in like you know playfully, you know. So you would not, you know, when when something comes like. It's really like it's scary, it's demonic. You're going to come against it. Right? But let's say that it's like a, a puppy, you know, playing with you. Okay. So, so what it was in the spirit realm was like three or four puppies. Let's say they are playing with you, right? But 
they came behind you and started scratching your back. And the person felt it and it woke them up. This is just last night. And I prayed for you. I prayed for you. In the name of Jesus, any attack meant to destroy you. Anything. I, I don't care how Satan planned to cause this thing to manifest, you know, to break your back, to attack somebody's kidneys, to bring osteo, whatever. It, it has been destroyed. God reveals to redeem, ladies and gentlemen. Amos 3.7 says, the Lord will do nothing but first reveal his secrets to his servants, the prophets. I declare over you in the name of the Lord Jesus, this banner under which you operate, the banner of the name of Jesus, I lift it over you now that from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, you'll be defended and protected. May the covering of the blood of Jesus shield you and break the claws, the claws that touch your body or that sought to penetrate that spiritual covering that you have to come against you. I break those claws in Jesus' name and the teeth of the dogs that came to bite you. I pray, according to the scriptures, that God will break the teeth of the enemy, the teeth of the dogs, in Jesus' name. According to Psalm 22, verse 12, and Psalm 22, verse 20, God will break the jaws of the enemy, and God will shatter the teeth of the enemy. According to Psalm 22, verse 12, and Psalm 22, verse 20, I pray that for you, now in Jesus' name, that the jaw that is speaking against you, words spoken against you will be condemned. According to Isaiah 54, 17, I touch and agree with you that the words spoken against you in the realm of the spirit to steal, to kill and destroy, they are condemned, may their jaws be broken and their teeth be shattered. I pray Psalm 22, verse 20 and verse 12 for you in Jesus' mighty name, that you are delivered from the bulls of Bashar and you are delivered from evil dogs. You are delivered from strong bulls of Bashar by the revelation that God gave me. May God who reveals to redeem, redeem you today in Jesus' name. I declare to you, child of God, what you're going through, that Goliath has fallen. This thing shall also pass. The same God who delivered you in the past will deliver you today. He has delivered you, he's delivering you, and he shall yet deliver you in the name of the Lord. Amen. You'll recover. You'll recover fully from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Be made sound. Be made whole. Be made whole in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for your eyes to be healed in Jesus' name. I pray for, for anybody suffering any thyroid condition. Be healed. Be healed in Jesus' name. I speak life to your heart in Jesus' name. I speak to your brain in the name of Jesus. You not suffer strokes in Jesus' name. I pray that you recover fully. Recover everything in the name of the Lord. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. So we have seen in the Old Testament, the name of the Lord was present. Praise God. And then finally, the Lord himself comes and the Lord gives his name to the church. 
So let's go to Mark 16. Mark 16, verses 17 and 18. And over here, we have to kind of do it very quickly because uh, I, I still have a lot of ground to cover to put it together. So Mark 16, verse 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. That is the believer. That's all of us. Please take note that he did not say these signs shall follow the pastor or the preacher. I'm a pastor. I'm not going to put us down. I, pre I thank God for calling me to the ministry. I thank God's giving me a teaching anointing, an apostolic anointing. I, 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 I cherish that, and I thank God for that. But you're not supposed to follow us. You follow Jesus Christ. Amen. These signs shall follow them that believe. Signs, miracles, and wonders follow believers. That's all of us. You should not only think, you should not think that it's only when you see a pastor that miracles will happen. Miracles will happen in your own home when you pray. Something is going on at work, you can pray and miracles will happen. Of course, we can agree in prayer. You chase a thousand, we agree in prayer. You chase two, ten thousand. Two of us chase ten thousand. I know I understand the power of agreement. What I'm trying to point out to you is when you get dependent on me, that's wrong. When you get dependent on any pastor, or prophet, or minister, or apostle, that's wrong. Signs and wonders will follow you who believe. It says, and, and these signs shall follow them that believe. You have to believe. You have to believe that signs and wonders will follow you. So a lot of the time, people are not seeing signs and wonders today in their own lives because they are not expecting the signs and wonders to follow them. They're expecting the signs and wonders to follow Benny Hinn. So it happens that way. Thank God. And somehow, God still works. But you have to expect signs and wonders to follow you. I pray you catch that tonight. I prayed at the beginning that God will show us things we have not seen or maybe not thought of. Amen. I got a lot of good results. People come, I pray with them, and I thank God they come in faith. And so I join my faith with their faith, and we, we see results. But it's unfortunate that sometimes, you know, some of the people could have gotten a breakthrough and need not have suffered. So they got in touch with me. They could have gotten a breakthrough if they had expected signs to follow they themselves. Are you getting this? And these signs shall follow them that believe. The believer who believes signs will follow them. That's it. Write it down. It is the believer who believes that signs, miracles, and wonders will follow them. It's not just those believers who don't believe it and they're thinking that God only works through somebody. Just like in the Old Testament. The Bible says Moses knew God's ways, but Israel only saw God's acts. There are people who only see what is done instead of knowing the one who does it. Amen. You get it? Praise God. It's better to have the giver than to just have gifts. When you have the giver, then you got everything. All right, let's read Mark 16, 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out demons. So what do we use to cast out demons? The name of Jesus. You don't use an offering. You don't use water. You use the name of Jesus. 
You don't use the sign of the cross. You use the name of Jesus to cast out demons. In my name, they shall speak with new tongues. In my name, they shall seize, capture, take authority over serpents and scorpions. They shall tread on the lion and the adder. That is from Psalm 91, verse 13. We shall tread on the lion and the adder, serpents and scorpions. We see that same thing from Psalm 91, verse 13 in the Old Testament. You see it here, ladies and gentlemen, in Mark 16 and verse 18. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. Coronavirus shall not hurt you. Food poisoning shall not take you out. This is not when you are intentionally ingesting poison. But let's say that something deadly attacks a person. When it fastens itself on you, the moment it touches your body, the temple of the Holy Ghost, that thing will die because the power of God in you is a lot greater and stronger than the virus, than that thing which is coming against you. Believe that. That this sign, this wonder, it's a wonder, yes, it will follow you. Amen. In the name of the Lord. It says they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That is also what? In the name of the Lord. Amen. Now let's go to Luke chapter 9. I said we'll do a lot of scriptures in about the name of Jesus very quickly. So Luke 9, verse 1 and 2. Luke chapter 9. Verses 1 and 2. And then we're going to skip to verse 6. Let's do verses 1 and 2. Luke 9. Then he called his disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils or demons and to cure diseases. Please take note of this. Jesus gave them power and authority over demons, over all devils, all of them, all of them. So it's not like there's a strong man that you don't have authority over. There's no ancient grave or ancient altar that the name of in your family that the name of Jesus cannot rule, overthrow and destroy. Verse 2, and he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Let's go to verse 6. Luke 9, verse 6. And they departed and went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. How did they do this? They did it with the authority and power that Jesus gave them. Let's go to chapter 10. Luke 10, verse 1. Then after verse 1, we'll skip to verse 7, 17 to 19. So Luke 1, excuse me, Luke 10, verse 1. After these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also. So we saw in chapter 9, he had 12 apostles. He gave them authority and power. Go and heal the sick, deliver the oppressed, preach for him. Now here in Luke 10, 7, Luke 10, 1, he appoints 70 others also. 
So the same name of Jesus that worked through the 12 apostles, that same name of Jesus worked through these 70. Anybody who tells you that only the apostles could work signs and wonders, the 12 apostles is lying to you. Or that miracles ceased after the original apostles died. That's also a lie. Miracles did not start with the apostles. Miracles started with God. And God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. So we're not consumed. Now let's go to Luke 10, 17. So the same way he sent 12 out and they went and did the work, he sent uh, 17. These 70 others went out, they did the work, and now they've returned with their report. Luke 10, 17. And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. See that? Demons are subject to us through the name of Jesus. It is through the name of Jesus. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Verse 19. Luke 10, 19. Behold, I give unto you authority, exousia. The Greek word is exousia. E-X-O-U-S-I-A. Exousia. Is authority. Behold, I give unto you power or authority to tread on serpents and scorpions. Tread on them and over all the power of the enemy, all the power of the enemy. Whatever strong man you've been dealing with or your family has been struggling with, there are certain things that are patterns in families. They keep repeating cycles that keep repeating. You have authority over all those things. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. But that authority is vested in the name of Jesus. Remember that. The authority of the believer is vested in the name of Jesus. Amen. The devil does not want people to catch this revelation. He does not want them to focus on it. Let's quickly look at that. Acts chapter 4, verse 12, and then we go to verses 17 and 18. Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there's none other name. There's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So what's he saying? God has given a name. See that? There's none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved except the name of Jesus. So God has given the name. If God has given the name, then we must receive the name. We must embrace the name. God gave you a name. Receive it. 
Let's go to chapter 3. I'll come back to chapter 4, but let's go to chapter 3, verse 6. Acts 3, verse 6. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. What I want you to notice here in verse 6 is Peter used the name of Jesus to heal a cripple. Notice this. Furthermore, in addition to the fact that he used the name of Jesus, he said to the cripple, what I have, I give you. I give you the name of Jesus. So Peter knew he had the name. He had been given the name. This is why when you go back to Acts 4, verse 12, Peter said, there's no name that has been given under heaven on earth by which we shall be saved, except the name of Jesus. So God gave us a name. Let's use it. Let's use it. Let's fill the world with the revelation of the authority of Jesus' name. Back to Acts 4, verse 17 and 18. Let's go back to Acts 4, but this time we'll look at verses 17 and 18. But that it spread no further among the people, let us straightly threaten them. And they speak henceforth to no man in this name. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. What do you think is going on here? The devil is scared. The devil does not want people to know about the authority and power of the name of Jesus. So he tried to stop the preaching and teaching of the name of Jesus. He said, devils went through these high priests, these religious people saying, we don't want this thing to spread any further. And I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you will go forth using authority of this name. Remember the scripture we began with today. Some of you may have been late. In Proverbs 30 and verse 4 says the one who created the heavens and the earth. Do you know his name? And do you know his son's name? This is Proverbs 30 verse 4. Proverbs 30 verse 4. He said He has Proverbs 30 and verse 4. Who has ascended up into heaven or descended? And I showed you how Jesus, according to Ephesians 4, ascended to heaven. But before he ascended to heaven, he first descended to the lower parts of the earth. The lower parts of the earth, we saw that in Ephesians 4, where we saw that it's actually hell. 
Jesus went to hell for us. And for you, uh, serious Bible students, you study uh, much later in, in 1 Peter uh, chapter 3, we see Jesus going to preach or proclaim to the spirits that were in prison. He proclaimed his lordship. He proclaimed his victory. So Jesus, Jesus' name rules not only in heaven, on earth, but under the earth. Because he went under the earth. You get it now? He went to the lower parts of the earth and declared his lordship over them. The fallen angels that were bound in a prison. According to the book of Jude, according to 2 Peter chapter 2, those fallen angels in that part of the lower parts of the earth, Jesus proclaimed to them, I have set humanity free. I have destroyed the enemy of God and the enemy of God's children. I have destroyed the devil whom you followed. Amen. Jesus proclaimed that victory over them. Praise God. I'm going to have to end here. Uh, now we will go and enforce the defeat of the devil, the defeat of the enemies of the Lord. And our enemies will enforce their defeat or keep them down, that is, keep them suppressed. Keep them under your feet. You have to do that using the name of Jesus. They are squirming away from being under your feet. They are trying to oppose you. The devil is evil. You always try to do evil. What you have to do is resist him with the name of Jesus. And he will flee from you. Amen. You know his name, the name Jesus. Let's use it. Abraham used the name of the Lord for provision. David used the name of the Lord in warfare, Jehovah Nissi, against the enemy. The name Jehovah Nissi came. Moses declared that God has given us victory over Pharaoh. What Pharaoh are you dealing with today? Know that the Lord's banner over you. Nisi is your captain and is leading you in this battle. The battle belongs to the Lord. The victory is yours. Go into this battle using the name of Jesus. And declare to your Pharaoh, you are defeated. A horse and his rider has been overthrown. By revelation, I prayed for you. Anybody who's any anyone whose body is under attack came under attack, especially from last night and this morning. You're feeling feverish all over your body. You are released. Some cold coming out of nowhere. You are free. That infirmity will not touch you. The thing that tried to claw at your back, it has been declawed. 
the teeth that try to bite you. The teeth have been shattered, according to Psalm 22, verse 12 and verse 20. So you have scriptures to support it. I've prayed for you, and victory is yours. May God, El Shaddai, provide for you. May Jehovah Nisi be the banner under which you operate, and his banner over us is love. How does that banner over us, which is love, give us victory? It gives us victory in this way. Love never fails. Because God loves you, you never fail. So what you're expecting, hold on to it. It will come to pass. Because what you're expecting or hoping for is founded on your faith in what God has said. And your faith in what God has said is established and cased in God's love for you. Faith works by love. The love of God supporting your faith in his word tells you that what God has promised you is yours and will come to pass. So that faith is supporting your hope, your expectation. Expectation of the lamb being provided. Amen. So that Isaac doesn't have to die. So you'll not lose family members. Nobody is on, on an altar to be sacrificed. No. The only altar we are on is to yield ourselves to God. So the Lord bless you. The Lord touch you. The Lord heal you. The Lord make a way for you. I pray that El Shaddai will provide for you. Just as he did for Isaac, for Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I pray that Yahweh Nisi rise over you. Lift up his banner over you and give you victory in whatever battle you're engaged in. May the mountain of Goliath, whatever mountain is before you, may it bow. May it bow, be crushed, be trodden under your feet by the name of Jesus. Through his holy name, his majestic name, receive victory. I pray that this name that is as ointment to us. Ointment is anointed. I pray that this name will bring a fragrance of life to you, a fragrance of joy, an aroma of joy, that which is pleasant, harmonious, be your portion. May you operate in such an environment, an environment and an atmosphere of joy, of miracles, of harmony, of that which is pleasant, which is peaceful. The Lord bless you abundantly. Make you a blessing to others. May people come to Christ because of you. May people be delivered, saved, born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, healed, demons cast out of them by the name of Jesus because of you. Walk in victory today and every day. In Jesus' name, by the faith of God, I call it time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. God bless you. God bless you.
very much. Have a great night. Praise God. I'm going to take a break on Wednesdays and come back later and, and finish this. There's one, one more message about this. I'm going to finish it and then teach about wisdom. All right. So God bless you and all yours. Be blessed. Have a good night. Be blessed.